Welcome to Modern Day Economics, where we have in-depth discussions on economic issues and events that affect our families and communities, both here in the United States and globally. We are back. We're back here to talk about a, the economy. We're back here to talk about markets. And today, specifically, we're talking about inflation, one of our favorite topics, as it is on everyone's mind. Uh, everyone is seeing this as they go to the gas pump as they go to the grocery store and as they go anywhere else where they purchase any goods and services. So what's going on with inflation? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something we should still be concerned about? Well, you should certainly be concerned about it because it's still here. We've recently had a new release on the consumer price index, which is the official metric of inflation. And it seems to have a slight decline down to 7.7%. So keep in mind, of course, that a slight decline in inflation doesn't necessarily mean prices have gone down. It simply means that they go up less rapidly, but they still go up. (laughs) And that's something that a little game of words that it seems like some out there play to make it seem like prices are going down. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, lesser inflation just means that they go up, but at a lesser pace, but they're still going up. They're still more than they were before. So 7.7%, is that necessarily something to brag about? Well, you know, it's certainly better than the numbers that we had before. We're, um, don't quote me on this, but I believe we are after six rate hikes now. I have to go back and see exactly how many, but I, I believe that's more or less how many we've had. We just had one on November 2nd, not too long ago. We're predicted to have an additional rate hike before the end of the year and here in December and at least two more. Market expectations are for a 50 basis point rate hike. What that essentially means is half a percent on Fed funds rate. Um, the expectations are for another 50 basis point rate hike on the following increase and then a 25 basis point rate hike thereafter. And this is assuming, of course, that inflation is contained afterwards. But keep in mind, after all these rate hikes that we've had, we were talking about 8.5% inflation before they start raising rates at all, right? 7.7%. Is that that drastically different? Is it really that much different to go from 8.5% to 7.7%? Now, keep in mind, historically speaking, I've said this before on the podcast, Inflation, in times of increasing inflation, has not gone up in a straight line exactly, right? It'll go up and down a little bit and then up again. So keep that in mind as a possibility, not necessarily something that's going to happen or not, but you make your own analysis. We just give you the facts. But something to keep on the back of your mind as you keep looking at these numbers and analyze what the heck really is going on. So different things. Uh, the the CPI, of course, is composed of different segments. Um, services seems to be very high on the inflation side. Part of that as well is tied to the increase in wages. And a lot of us might ask ourselves, well, wages have gone up, yes, in many industries at a lesser rate than inflation. And for those out there that say that um inflation is due to people getting paid more and therefore spending more and that's why we have all this inflation 
I would recommend taking a look at the work of economist Milton Friedman, who said something very interesting back in the day along the lines of inflation is always and in every case a monetary phenomenon. Think about that for one second. Inflation is always and in every case a monetary phenomenon. So if we have two people in a room and they each have $10 and there is a water bottle that they both want because these individuals are very thirsty. Maybe they've been exercising. Maybe they just haven't drinking water all day. But that water bottle is worth 10 bucks. Now, let's say they each have $20. That water bottle is now worth 20 bucks. So that's exactly what Milton Friedman meant by that. And to anyone trying to say, well, wait a minute. Why has inflation gone up more than wages in many industries if they're saying that... Um, higher wages and has caused higher spending, which has caused inflation. Well, think about what Milton Friedman said uh, as an explanation as well. Some to really keep in mind and analyze as we think about what exactly inflation is, especially when you hear everyone talking about um, additional spending and the additional printing of money and increasing the money supply. What effects that could have on inflation and would that, wouldn't that be a little bit more counterproductive um, than anything else? Well, I'll leave it up to you to decide. Um, those that think along the lines of Milton Friedman would certainly think so. It would be certainly more counterproductive, to say the least. So for the services sector, it remains high. For consumer goods, it seems to have gone down a little bit. And part of that, too, is... Um, driven by people having to spend more, and this is not including energy and food, right? There's consumer goods excluding food and energy. People needing to spend a much higher percentage than before um, of their paychecks on basic necessities, right? So when you have to, when everything goes up in price at a higher rate than your income does, you have to start making choices, right? You have to start making choices on how exactly you're going to allocate your income, how you're going to allocate it to spending in different categories. You're going to save money. What exactly are you going to do? How the heck are you going to use your money? How are you going to use your funds? Well, what happens is that if everything goes up in price, the last thing you're going to cut is your basic necessities. That includes buying food at the grocery store. People have to eat. That might include your electric bill. You know, you want to heat the house. You don't want to freeze in the winter if you're in a cold climate. That might include other things like paying your rent um, or mortgage if you're a homeowner, right? And the things that you cut out, if there is not enough funds, are going to be things that are discretionary, right? This is the reason. I don't know if you guys have been to clothing stores recently, but you're seeing a heck of a lot of sales. A lot, a lot, a lot of sales. And we're not at the season of sales yet. So just, just think of that for a minute um, and what that might look like for the economy as we move forward, right? Because maybe the strategy that the Federal Reserve plans on using to tame this inflation is to say, okay, how far up can we push rates to where that affects the job market and that affects the demand 
So if, if you decrease inflation by utilize, by decreasing that demand, by uh, essentially negatively affecting the job market, is that what they're doing? Is that is that the strategy that's being employed, right? How far are they actually willing to raise rates and therefore affect that job market? Something to certainly keep in mind as we, uh, as we move forward. Then let's look at the energy side of inflation. So what's going on right now with energy? is very interesting right because we were recently at a historic low um not all-time low but i i believe don't quote me on the number but i think it was the lowest number since the 80s um of the petroleum reserves because a lot of these have been released um some say that's because it was prior to the election. Others say because that was a strategy to fight inflation. I don't know exactly how that fights inflation um, on a long-term basis, but I'll let you decide that and make that decision. Um, so what happens now if they stop releasing those reserves is my question for the listener. What happens if not only do individuals have to buy at a non-manipulated and non-subsidized price, but the reserve itself needs to repurchase all the oil that it once sold at a higher price. What happens then? And let me ask you this. What happens now with all the issues with natural gas in the Eurozone, in Germany, etc., when they need energy to heat homes in the winter. What happens then? What happens when they have to use all kinds of different forms of energy and they don't have natural gas, which is a critical form of energy over there? Well, you know, you might see a little bit of uh, upward pressure on prices for energy. And that could affect inflation. Certainly something to look at very closely as we move forward into these uncertain times. Thank you for listening to Modern Day Economics. Stay tuned for more economic news and events. Check us out at moderndayeconomics.com.